Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my home studio recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's going oh, okay. great. That's my sound. <laughs> I don't know. I think I have a spider bite on my leg that I'm almost convinced is going to result in either me becoming Superman or losing my limb. Um, Those are the only two options that's going to happen either way. This morning was definitely one of those days where I woke up and even before I opened the curtains and looked outside, I was like, it's a shitty day. I just know I can tell I can (laughs) feel it is gloomy outside before I've even looked. And guess what? I was right. I don't want to be one of those like old women who's like, I can feel in my throbbing vagina that it's going to lightning. But the joints don't lie. Okay. The joints don't lie. I don't feel it in my joints, but I just like the energy. I also got stoned last night. So it's probably related. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, well, we're here. We're recording. We're alive. We're still doing it. What's coming up today? Well, we're going to kick things off as always with what? You guessed it. Worst things first, where we shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous, worst news of the week. After that, we're diving deep into showering because apparently all these celebs are like, oh, 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 I only shower once every third moon cycle. And it's like, yeah, babe, we get it. You're filthy rich. But guess what? You're still filthy and you need to shower. And finally, we've got comedian, actress, writer, Rosebud Baker on the pod. Rosebud and I bitch about lobsters, her husband's proposal, drinking water, so much more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, worst things first. Let's chat about the worst news of the week. First, a driver in Brisbane, Australia. Only in Australia, mate. Beautiful. Wow, look at how far you've come. (laughs) He left a note with his parked car asking any parking officers, quote, not to be an asshole today (laughs) by giving him another fine. And you'll never guess what happened next. They shot him in the face. No, no. Jesus they gave Christ, him Matt. a $100. <laughs> this is Australia, okay? You don't know how they handle shit there. I just assume that whoever a parking a parking officer there is just a snake in a trench coat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he got a hundred dollar fine. He left a note on his windshield. I guess he parked outside of like a university, um, which in Australia could mean anything. Cause I don't know overseas whenever they're like university could be like kindergarten. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, no idea what level of education we're talking about. I mean, I literally thought that head boy and headmistress and prefects were as magical as magic was in Harry Potter. Like, I thought that was fiction. And then I found out, like, no, that's a real thing in England. Yeah, also confusing that there is a head boy and a headmistress. And those are two wildly different levels of the hierarchy. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm just thinking about British boarding school <laughs> culture, and that's not even right. I'm sure they have boarding schools in Australia. Oh, sure. You know why? Colonialism. Anyway, this man, this man in Australia, he left his car outside of university and with a note that said, Dear Mr. Parking Inspector. Oh, Getting closer. I have to start. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. On, only in Australia, mate. Dear Mr. Parking Inspector. Please don't put another $100 parking fine on my car as it's not my financial responsibility if Brisbane Council have technical problems. I'm a resident in this shithole street. (laughs) You might feel good to not be an asshole today. Kind regards, Kel. Wow, I feel like we just went on a whole global (laughs) trip through those sentences. I will say that's probably the best my Australian accent has sounded, (laughs) even though it took me (laughs) a lot to get there. Um, Yeah, I just, you know, generally speaking, I would say it's not a great idea to leave a harassing note to a person who's probably going to leave you a parking ticket saying, don't be an asshole. I love bookending a passive aggressive note with dear and ending it with kind regards. It's like, no, none of this is meant to be kind. But I do like the specific sentence, you might feel good to not be an asshole today. (laughs) It's so passive aggressive. It's not calling you an asshole. It's saying you might feel good not being an asshole. I'm going to start saying that. Yeah, that's really helpful. (laughs) This is going to become a regular part of my vocabulary. So this was posted uh, on Reddit and someone was like, they looked it up and there, this neighborhood said that their city council had recently switched to some like digital parking system. And so that could be why he was like, I, this, I shouldn't be getting a ticket, but you're giving me a ticket and I keep getting tickets. But then the Brisbane city council apparently told the news that there weren't any issues. So who knows who to believe? Okay. We need a full on investigation. Yeah. This is also a hundred Australian dollars. So we really have no idea. That could be five bajillion American dollars. We have (laughs) no idea. Next, a high school in Southern California had to delay its first day uh, back to in-person learning. Not because of the ongoing raging pandemic, uh, but because teachers arrived last week to discover that their classrooms had been taken over by rats. No. Literally teeming with rats, covered in rat shit, rats running through the walls and ceiling. This is the future that you saw when we first were in the pandemic and you were like, listen, everyone, the rats Rats will rise. (laughs) And you know what? They are, and they have. You know who else predicted this future? Who? Arthur, the television show. Because <laughs> Mr. Ratburn. They they saw, all those rats saw it and just thought, you know, this is a Remy situation, but instead of cooking, these rats just want to learn. They just yeah. want to be educated. And who are we to deny them? Do you know who Mr. Ratburn them? is? Yes, of course I know. He's gay icon Mr. Ratburn who got married. Yeah. Gay icon teacher, yeah. elementary school teacher, Mr. Ratburn, who got Arthur canceled. <laughs> like you can't Which by the way, RIP, RIP and peace, Arthur the television show Ugh. that did um get canceled by PBS because they hate gay rats. <laughs> I mean, rightfully so, these teachers were like, what the fuck? Okay, <laughs> we're our classrooms are overrun with rats. And they were classes were scheduled to resume. I don't know. Did did nobody go in and check things out before they were like, let's all go back to school? Everyone's not set foot in this establishment <laughs> for the past year and a half. And suddenly they're like, let's open her back up. No, you check for rats. We used to go. Uh, we got sent home from school because the pipes were bursting once. What? That's how poor infrastructure is at our public education system <laughs> throughout the entire country. 
They were like, it's so cold. I mean, this is Chicago, but it was like so cold mm. that the pipes started bursting. And yeah. they were like, all right, <laughs> well, we could make you put your coats on or we can just send you home. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so classes were scheduled to resume. The school district had to send out a notice that were like, um, sorry, a bunch of teachers found rats all over the place. <laughs> One guy was like, there's feces all over my room. Ugh. I could hear them running around the walls and ceiling. No. It's disgusting. There are some rooms that were completely taken over by rats. So they run the school now. Guess what? It's rat curriculum now. No rat left behind. Am I right? <laughs> and finally, a swimmer from Canada... Only in Canada, eh? Oh, my God. <laughs> was training for a triathlon when he was violently attacked by a fish and had to receive 13 stitches. Oh, my God. Okay, first mistake, training for a triathlon. Why? Why do it? Just like... I don't understand. Sitting on a couch is fun. It's fun. My, it gets your heart rate up if you're watching a TV show that's scary. Burns all the calories you need to burn. Every time I go for a walk, it's a triathlon. Absolutely. Okay? I'm I'm wading through sweat. That's the swimming. I mean, I'm not anywhere near a bike ever. No. Except when I'm on a bike. Right. But anyway, yeah, my trainer said he was training for a triathlon and I was like, why? <laughs> you, you don't have to do this. I don't understand people who are like doing a triathlon unless you're an Olympian and you're maybe going to get a gold medal at the end. But like for just for funsies? No. No, thank couldn't, you. Couldn't be me. Mm -mm. Couldn't be me. Is what I say. Uh, but this guy, I guess he was swimming in this lake and apparently a fish called a muskie attacked him. And this particular kind of fish confuses flailing limbs as dinner. And also they have dangerously sharp teeth. I don't think so, fish should be allowed to have teeth. I think just right there, fish should not have teeth. Yeah, here's here's my question for fish with teeth. What are you doing with them? <laughs> what are you doing with those? What do you need them for? Who, who, what are you eating? Everything is in the water. It's already soft. <laughs> it's preacher. Have you ever picked up a wet, soft, soggy food and needed to chew? No. Outrageous. But anyway, this fish um, ripped apart his arm and, <laughs> and he walked away with a bloody stump. Not actually, but he Jeez. had to have stitches. Uh, it's, uh, the guy said that he, the musky, uh, struck him. He looked down. It was still latched onto him, and he uh, he said it was carnage. That's a wow. direct quote. Wow, carnage, <laughs> which really shouldn't come from a single fish. No. I don't think a single fish should be capable of carnage. Absolutely not. That's the devil's fish right there. <laughs> that is, they don't show you that. At least not near the surface. No. Like, that's some deep sea shit. Right. Go back to the depths where you belong, you beast. Especially because it's not even the ocean. It's a lake. We're talking fresh water here. Yeah. There's no salt making your little fish brain go nuts. <laughs> you have fresh water. You can drink all the water you can see. <sighs> Outrageous, these fish. Anyway, uh, the, uh, a professor of fish, I guess, I don't know, told the Canadian news um, that he believes it was a mistake uh, because they're very confident that these types of fish don't intentionally bite people. Okay. It's not very common because uh, they uh, they don't eat human flesh. It's not part of their diet. Well, ever heard of evolution? Because it yeah. sounds like these bitches are trying to nom on some man. You ever heard the phrase, I'm the captain now? Because that's <laughs> what this fish said. The fish said, uh, yeah, the, these fish are apex predators wherever they occur. And they strike with remarkable speed and ferocity. So guess what? Apex predator means they're the fucking top. And humans are below them. And so they'll eat you. That's it for this week's Worst Things First. If you want bonus stories from this week's episode, and we had some good ones this week, you can head to my Patreon, patreon.com slash where you can watch video of the bonus stories or get a special separate podcast feed that's basically a bonus show that shows up right in your podcast app. Head to patreon.com slash Next, we're diving deep into the shower. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive. 
deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep All right. Well, there's been a slate of celebrities recently who are just like, guess what? We just actually don't wash ourselves ever. I believe it was Ashton Kutcher who started this shit, who was like, yeah, we wash our kids when they start forming funk, which I don't even because apparently he's just treating his kids like the bottom of a boat. I don't understand. <laughs> there are full barnacles growing off of his children. And, he's and only like, at that point is he like, it's time to take out the scrubber. <laughs> yeah. That's like waiting for the pasta sauce to dry onto it so that you have to use like the extra metallic sponge to scrape it off. No, that's not how it works. There are layers of dirt on on his children, allegedly. Also, have we learned nothing about germs from the past year and a half? Just because you can't see it doesn't mean they're not everywhere. I don't know what people don't understand. It's it, This goes hand in hand, and I know this is unrelated, but <laughs> I'll take it there. This goes hand in hand with vaccinations. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> like 200 years ago, people lived to be like 40. <laughs> Do you know why we live longer these days? Because we understand what a fucking germ is. And we have science. But that was like that was like a tweet I saw that was like um, there was no vaccine to get them out of the black plague and, and they still made it out. And someone was like a third of Europe died. <laughs> what is wrong with you? We invented showers. OK, it is a slap in the face to the inventor of the shower and the bathtub to walk around with your musty ass kids. OK, so for the record, if you can't tell, I am pro bathing. Absolutely. I sweat far too much to be messing around with not showering. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I recorded a, another podcast earlier. Sorry for cheating. And well, okay. I was like, I maybe I should take a shower in between that one and this one. <laughs> that is how much. And I, and I already showered before then. I am, <laughs> I am a f- in favor of showering four or five times a day if necessary. <laughs> That being said, showering can be annoying. It has its pitfalls. So let's get into it. These are the worst things about showering. (laughs) AKA, after all that, I'm siding with Ashton. (laughs) (laughs) He has some points. Let's get into them. First, let's just call it like it is. You're basically just rubbing a hairy bar of soap all over your body. Okay. I don't know who invented the bar of soap, but they did a pretty good job of making it a absolute magnet for every disgusting thing that falls off of my body. It's like, hey, do you want a a mirror for every disgusting shred of human shrapnel that comes off of you while you bathe? Well, guess what? We're going to leave it right here on this Petri dish. And call it soap. I still don't understand by the sink in the shower, no matter where you are, there is, there is no proper clean way to keep a bar of soap clean. No, absolutely no way. It also, gets, and they make all those little dishes and things like that. But guess what? Then those dishes get gross and it's just sitting in that. And it's like, there's no winning. Also, I'll be the first to ask it. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to take, uh, take these people on. What is soap? <laughs> what is soap? I would like some answers, okay? Because I know for GD sure it's not whale fat or whatever like it used to be. Because back in the olden days, they were like, yeah, well, let's just, you know, we got to use all the parts of the whale. Let's just take out this this hunk and maybe I'll rub it all, all over my skin. Riddle me this. What's the difference between a bar of soap and a candle? To me, they're made the same way. Exactly. By dipping a rope in a bucket of wax. Yeah. I mean, I did switch to a new soap recently. So a lot of exciting things are happening in my life, making Mm -hmm. some big changes. Mm -hmm. I I did switch to a new bar soap. Don't love it. Don't love the smell of it. But (laughs) it's supposed to make your skin better. So I put up with it. Next, the clogged drain. As someone with long hair, this one's like actually painful to discuss. Yeah. It's it's a sensitive topic in my household. Also, everyone here should know that when I was a kid, anytime hair wasn't on the body, um, I would gag. For instance, Barbie doll hair, even that hair, if it like was not on the Barbie doll head, I would just immediately start gagging. What is it? I just hated loose hair and I still I've gotten over it a bit, but like a clogged drain, it's it's vile. 
It's so gross. I don't even know, like, evolutionarily, what what is (laughs) triggering it inside of you (laughs) that response? I don't know, but like, anytime there's like hair in the drain, even if it's mine, I, I, it's, it's like a physical reaction. It's visceral. Yeah, I, I will say the other day. I mean. I just nothing reminds me of my shortcomings more than having to like stand in an inch of water while I shower because the drain is clogged. And I was doing that for the last couple of weeks because the drain was clogged. And it's like (laughs) it just it reminds me of two things. One, that my hair is falling out and shedding, which as we know, is disgusting to me. (laughs) And then two, that I'm incapable of bending over and fixing a problem. So it's not as simple as bending over, though. Like, really, you need to snake. Like that is the answer is snaking. That's what happened. So for the past few weeks, I was like, fuck it. There's going to be an inch of water in the bottom. I'm just going to deal with it. And then finally I was like, I can't take this anymore. (laughs) So I bent down and I didn't realize that like the drain stopper Mm -hmm. just completely comes out. Yeah. Sometimes they're like attached. Oh, okay. But this thing, I I fully thought it was attached and then I yanked it out. So maybe I just broke it. (laughs) Uh, when I tell you I pulled out like a full Pomeranian, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know I was capable of shedding that much. Yeah. I lived in college. I lived in a house with four other women and we had what? One single shower. We oh. had one shower for five women. I, the amount of hair that ha- I have lived through, it's disgusting. I hate it. And I just feel like there's got to be some better way to deal with it. Showers should the, the the innovation is needed, okay? To all, to all our engineers and designers out there, this is necessary. We need to figure out this problem. It is an epidemic. Yeah. The good news is that um, I pulled out all of the hair and my, my shower is draining beautifully. I'm so proud of you. And guess where that clump of hair still is? Ew. S- sitting right on me. No! Put it in the trash. <laughs> Next. Speaking of necessary innovations, I'm constantly worried that I'm going to slip in the shower also. The shower floor, far too slippery. My bones, far too fragile for, for that combination. It's like, oh, oh, we're going to make this out of the most slippery material possible so that the one task that you have to do in it, which is rubbing another slippery substance all over <laughs> your skin... You could do that right in here. Good luck and don't fuck it up. The fact that I have not fully broken my skull open by now is a miracle. That fear mixed with the knowledge that you could drown in an inch of water. It's just like, how do we live every single day? How do I live without (laughs) you? And finally, it takes too long to dry off. I would say. Absolutely. I don't understand how people can just hop in and out of the shower and be done with the whole routine in like under eight minutes. It is almost (laughs) impossible. It takes far too long. There's too much hair on my body and that shit clings onto my skin. It clings onto water. Uh, Whatever the opposite of moisture wicking technology is, is my hair. I don't understand how people can get out of the shower, dry off, but do it in such a haphazard way that like they're still wet. Like Alex will come out of the shower and I'll see him with like fully wet shoulders. And I'm like, do you not feel every single drop of water? I also, this is very weird, but it's, I like cannot step out of the shower without drying my feet first. I can't just like step onto a mat I don't like having wet feet. I have to dry the feet. But I just, I don't understand when people are just walking around still moist from the shower. Like, no, do the, do the work, finish the job. Okay. No, first of all, (laughs) uh, I, I'm always, well, A, I was a very freeing, liberating moment of my life where I decided that I don't have to dry my feet. I can just directly hop onto a mat um, my namesake, the, the <laughs> titular mat. There was and a beautiful bath mat in your mother's home when she was growing up. And every day she would step out of the shower and she'd say, one day I will name my, my son Matt. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, 
That was such a point of contention when I was a kid, though, is every time my brother or I would shower uh, and my mom would then go into the bathroom and she'd be like, the rug in here is sopping wet. And it would, it's like, yeah, that's what it's fucking for, Deborah. But also if it gets too wet, then the same thing is going to happen where it gets moldy. The whole issue with a bathroom is that that is the place where mold is most likely to grow, but it's the place where you're supposed to be clean. And it's just a battle we will never win. My other point was that my body is just like, I can fully towel off and my skin is still like, moist <laughs> that's just how it is for like several minutes after which is probably because like i work up a sweat then yeah you're still sweating <laughs> yeah but still or or i'm like showering too hot and i need to shower colder but mm. that's why i've become and i'll end on this positive note i've become a huge proponent of the drying off with the aid of a blow dryer let me wow. tell you nothing more luxurious in life <laughs> Then aiming a blow dryer directly at your asshole. Okay? <laughs> Absolutely beautiful stuff. There's nothing, nothing greater than, uh, than feeling the full, fully dry down there. And having complete confidence that when you stand back up and your cheeks press back together, there's not an, a drip of moisture in there. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next! We got Rosebud Baker on the pod right after this commercial break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Shimol Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. My guest complainer today, she's been called many things. Satanic rascal, tiny demon, you get the gist, okay? Today we're calling her Rosebud Baker, comedian, actress, writer, featured in Amazon Prime's docuseries Inside Jokes, was a new face at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal. If that's not enough, she also hosts a podcast with her husband, Find Your Beach. Honestly, I could spend the entire hour just listing your accolades. Welcome, <laughs> Rosebud Baker. Thank you. Thank you so much. And let me just plug that I do have a special coming out um, right. on Wednesday, the 18th. I have a special coming out on Comedy Central's YouTube on Wednesday. So I wanted to make sure that it's called Whiskey Fists. Um, appropriate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, thank I you so like much for having me. Getting that promo in right at the top. So we we do just, not forget it. Yeah. You know, just in case anybody crashes while they're listening, <laughs> I want to make sure. <laughs> Sorry. That was too much. I, I've gotten ahead of myself because we always start with what is one thing that you hate 
that everybody else loves? There's a list. I have a list for you, Matt. Oh, I mean, I love a list. I have, first of all, the first thing is water swimming okay. in it. I don't on, on love to so swim far. in the ocean. I don't think we belong there. Yeah. It's, it's a world that we're, it's not built for us. Right. And when I'm in the ocean, I feel like we shouldn't be in the ocean. And every time I go in, I come out stung by something or I've like cut my foot Mm -hmm. and I can't tell where I'm bleeding from because (laughs) I got to like wash. I have to like dry myself to find out where the blood's coming from. It's just like, why? I don't know why we have, why we insist on swimming in the ocean. Um, And my husband's really big on it. He loves, he loves a lake. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll be on a trip and he's like, He's got waterholes.org pulled up on his phone oh, God. and or swimmingholes.org. I'm like, I, that shouldn't be a website. No. Um, Who's chronicling he, these, these, these holes? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, there's a huge swimming hole community that Apparently, I didn't know about. Yeah. He's got that thing pulled up and we're, we're just driving along. And all of a sudden he's like, all right, there's a swimming hole up here about, <laughs> about, <laughs> About five miles away. And then we jump out of the car and I'm just following him through. I'm like, are we, are we following a ghost? What is going on? Why are we in the woods all of a sudden? Yeah. And then he's just stripping down and just jumping in this water. I'm like, I hope you get Giardia. I really hope you get Giardia. <laughs> yeah. I, I need you to learn your lesson so that we can stop doing this. This does you know? sound like the beginning of a true crime podcast. This is the setup. It's like, you know, he, he pulled up this location on waterholes.com. And yeah, uh, he just, yeah, that was the last thing he ever looked at. Swimming up. holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I still have a very serious fear of leeches. I, I, I feel like that fear was instilled in me from like movies and TV shows as a kid, where like, yeah, if Stand you go into me. like freshwater, like a river or a lake, like you're going to get a, a leech. Yeah, there's blood sucking insects yeah. in, in natural water sources. And I'm like, even even eating fish, I won't eat fish. Like I don't eat animals without hair on them um, when they're living, you know? Right. Like fish, to me, they look the same dead as they did when they were alive. Sure. And that is psychotic to me. Like if you brought me, if I asked for a burger and you brought me a full cow <laughs> and I'm just supposed to just slice into it, there's no way I'm doing that. Yeah. But for some reason they do that with fish and nobody's got a problem with it. Yeah, I really don't get the um the like serving the entire fish as a like on the plate where you know you see the head and the tail and all of that. Like to me, the only way I'm able to eat meat, and I'm not a vegetarian, but the only way I'm able to is if it's so far removed from the original being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And a fish, yeah, you're right. The same. Also, lobsters. I know like this this relates to the whole water yeah. theme people love lobster i it's it's supposed to be this delicacy mm-hmm. i need i need people to know lobsters used to be food for prisoners okay in maine they would throw these terrifying sea arachnids into a hole in the ground where prisoners were mm-hmm. and they'd force these prisoners to eat lobster because a i mean if you've ever eaten lobster, it it feels like it takes so long to get to the meat that it feels like free labor right. to do just so it it is prison food. But then they like rebranded it. All of a sudden they rebranded it and lobster had a huge comeback. And yeah. and I think it's all wrong. I think we should just eliminate it completely. Yeah, I'm with you. I've never been a lobster person. I also they weigh it by like, you know, you you get it by the weight and like most of it is just casing. It's just the wrapper that it comes in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I'm I I do appreciate though that you've truly done your lobster research. You're not just kind of coming <laughs> with a stereotyped, you know, view of lobsters. You've done the homework. Yeah. I mean, every time you look at a lobster on a menu and you see that it's like $40, mm-hmm. I want you to know they used to throw them at prisoners to scare them. <laughs> and now here you are at a restaurant. Yeah. About to, about to debase yourself. Yeah. You're being a sucker. Yeah. Don't do it. 
I am I am truly with you. I yeah, all seafood. I'm not a seafood person. It's like sushi. It's why you know L.A. I I feel like I'll never fit in 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 L.A. because I refuse sushi. Yeah, it's just not. It's I'm not, not a, my. I'm not a seafood person thing. either. Yeah. Where did you g- grow up? I grew up in right outside of D.C. Okay. in Northern Virginia, which is as boring as it sounds. It's not <laughs> sure. It's, I think, it's I like think there's everywhere no is fairly boring. To be fair, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I mean, as a as somebody who travels the country constantly, just doing comedy, right? I can tell you, every place is the exact same. Exactly. I mean, yeah. There's slight variations, but for the most part, this entire nation is a strip mall and <laughs> there's whatever you're looking for. You've got it in your town. Okay. Right. Right. Um, yeah. There are those little differences, though, where it's like, you know, people who grew up in Maine or whatever will be like, oh, yeah, I've eaten lobster since I was an infant. And right. That's just like a part of their it's a part of their culture up there. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a slight there's slight variations for sure. I mean, you know, New Yorkers are very busy, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but New Yorkers. I love New York. I've lived there for 15 years, but it's an outdoor mall. OK, we live in an outdoor mall. True. If true. you really want to make it simple. And then L.A. is I mean, it's the desert. No one should be alive out there. I don't know how. No, I mean, it's on fire. <laughs> <There's> the- <laughs> you can't get really any clearer than that. It's literally on fire. Right. And uh, and everyone there drives. So they're part of the problem, you know, but it's it is like I I mean, I do sound like such a hater. I I like living in the U.S. I like the I I like America, even though people hate it. And it's obviously capitalism is um, a curse. But but I like it. I mean, we can we can drive. I've driven across our country like three or four times now mm-hmm. and just done a cross country trip. And it's, it's really beautiful. I you mean, just did that for fun. I've done it for, uh, well, I've moved across the country okay, twice. And then I did it for fun. The first time I did it, I did it for fun. And it was, it was awesome. I, how, how, like, what's the longest stretch that you would be in, in a car? 14 hours, I think is like the longest I've done. Yeah. So that's yeah. I uh, I drove to Chicago this past year from New York and it was around 13 mm-hmm. hours. And it, it's like I one that was one day and I never want to do that ever again. So the fact that you did that and then continued on, first of all, but then did it three more times. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if you're moving, if you have to be somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you have to be somewhere, then you're like, OK, I'm just going to bite the bullet and get through this. But obviously if you're just going to see the country, it's a totally different thing and you can stop and you can enjoy places. Right. But I've noticed when you're traveling by car, there is always something that is like pulling you back to the car. Even when you're out of it and you're trying to explore the place that you're in. Yeah. There's this sense of like, we got to keep going. So it's not a very, it seems like a relaxing way to travel, Yeah. but it's really not. No. I I hated it so, so much. Yeah. Yeah. I also did it in the midst of like that was the safest way of traveling in the last year and the least mm-hmm. exposure to people. So every time I did have to stop, it wasn't like, oh, let me let me explore this spot. It was like every person is a potential threat and I need to get what I need and get back in the car and get out. Yeah. Yeah. So had you kind of been consistently uh, performing throughout the last year or I mean, a lot got shut down, right? I mean, for most of last year. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I had the special in I I recorded the special in March in Nashville. Um, And when you go to Nashville this year. Right. Right. So March 2021. And so things were like. They were still pretty bad in March 2021. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I have to work this hour out because this is coming up. Yeah. And I I would go to these places in the Midwest that I'd be like, hey, I'd be on stage talking about COVID and people are like, oh, I've never heard of it. Um, (laughs) They're just hacking in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, I needed those audiences, but... 
at the same time, I, and I wanted to make them laugh, but uh, their laughs were the most contagious. I was like, your laughs are a threat to me. So it was a very odd position to be in yeah. as a comic, be on stage. And, um, and then there was also just the, the politicizing of the virus and the way that if you were on stage, you were a bad person. And I, and so I felt all kinds of ways about yeah. doing comedy during this time. And of course, I was wearing a mask. I was in the green room. I would get off stage and I would go home. I wasn't like meeting with people. Right. But it was it was uh, scary in some places. It was a little scary. Yeah. And it does get at that thing of which I, I feel like your comedy is is very much in this realm of like, you, you know, everyone is dealing with a lot of shit and like mm -hmm. they want laughter, but also like, yeah, you have to weigh that with like, okay, is it safe to do this shit? Am I going to be killing people <laughs> by being here? Yeah. Like, yeah, it is, it is a, a delicate balance, but you're here. You, right. you, you made it this far. I made it this far. Um, well, I, I don't want to get ahead and, and not get to other items on your list. If you, if you had others. I I do I didn't mention hydration, right, but I right. will say I am really when when I was reading the question and I was thinking about it, I, I turned to my best friend and I was like, hey, Blair, do I what do I hate that everyone else loves? And she was like drinking water. <laughs> and I was like, that's a solid point. I I didn't know that everybody loved drinking water. I didn't think that was like a unique thing, yeah. but I guess it's a very popular thing to do. I will go a whole day drinking no water. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, why do I feel like I'm dying? Right. And I'm like, oh, I haven't drank water. So I'll, I'll force myself to do it, mm -hmm. but I don't like it. It doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. True. It is that thing that you have to drink that nobody like nobody particularly loves it. Although I will say, yeah, there there is like an entire culture, an entire like subculture around loving water. Like people, yeah. people go hard for water. They do, I guess. I think it's like exercise. Like if you do it a lot, you start to love it. Right. But it's very hard to get yourself to that point. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, you know? I did become one of those. Uh, I have a trainer who was like, you know, you need to be drinking more water than you could possibly imagine that you think you need, um, mm -hmm. which is too much water because uh, then I was just pissing constantly. Like there is yeah. there is that part of it. But I got one of those giant kind of gallon bottles of water that I would fill up and drink. And it is nobody should be drinking that much water. It's I don't I feel like you could overdo it. You can, I think, if you're like peeing like a pregnant woman in her first trimester, then yeah, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. But if you are, uh, <laughs> I think it's probably better to do that than to do what I'm doing, which is like, I'll get Starving my water your from organs. <laughs> <laughs> right. You kind of eat a slice of watermelon and you're like, that's my hydration for the day. That is a hundred percent what I do. <laughs> you just nailed it. Yeah. I maybe it is because I've started kind of really drinking more, but I I now it's like I do feel when I'm under hydrate. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I'm like awake enough right now. I think I need a glass of water and it helps. That could explain why I'm tired all the time, too. See, I didn't know. I mean, I I care so little about water that I I wouldn't say that I hate it, but I just you know, it's worse than hate, not caring mm -hmm. about something. And I mean, that's truly hating something implies that you wish you loved it on some level. Right. Right. Sure. Water. I'm just like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even register in your in your hour by hour existence. Not, yeah. Not part of my daily thoughts. Yeah, it is. It is one of those things that, uh, yeah, I've I've just kind of begrudgingly accepted that I have to. So yeah. I'm, I'm the last like poster child for drinking. I'm, I'm doing a horrible job of being a, a, a representative for the water community, but yeah. yeah, I've never seen someone so um, <laughs> upset about their commitment to drinking water. Actually, you seem, you seem like 
I was forced into this. And yeah. most of the time, that's good because most of the time you see somebody and they're like, I could just, I could never, right. I could never. No, I don't I'm even caught in that horrible in between of like knowing I need it and, and, and being sort of semi-committed, but not, not having the motivation to do it, which is really, you know, a kind of summary for my entire life. Yeah. So <laughs> this is, we're kind of just unpacking. Uh, that's that's the secret to this podcast. If you haven't picked up is that, you know, mm-hmm. I have a guest on and then I sort of just unload my own kind of personal issues. I love it. <laughs> and you just kind I of get it. to witness my 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 spiraling. Um, <laughs> and and then we solve nothing. And uh, yeah, and we all go home unfixed. <laughs> right. Right. Like my therapist. Exactly. Um, uh, this is yeah. this is just a slightly cheaper way of me getting therapy. So I kind of stopped going to therapy through the pandemic. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to not better myself this sure, year. Yeah. And I would go and then I would stop going and then I would go again. And I, it just started to feel like I'm just talking through stuff. I'm not really like doing anything. And I've been in therapy for eight years with the same guy. So it's like, I, we, we get through lulls. Yeah. Right. But I turned to podcasting and I really, my husband and I started a podcast on the first day of lockdown mm-hmm. and then we, we weren't even engaged at the time. Right. And then also all of this happened during the podcasting and I was kind of working out all my issues with the life change of getting engaged and feeling like you're losing your autonomy. And, um, and of course I wanted to get married, but I have a lot of, intimacy issues that I still deal with in marriage and like, and they come up on the podcast and podcasting is a great way to work through your issues. It really is. (laughs) You have people being like, you're not alone. I totally relate to you. And, and you, you stop kind of feeling isolated with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I do think, I do think podcasting is a good medium for, for that. Cause the other element, I don't know how, how much you spend on like YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. It's a horrifying community of people <laughs> and uh, yeah. YouTubers have sort of taken now, like the big way I feel like to go kind of viral on YouTube now is to get into like a feud, it's basically people having like a breakdown on YouTube and they'll, they'll film like an hour long video of them, like absolutely destroying their relationships with their friends and then, you know, monetize it. And it's like podcasting is the opposite of that. You're, you're having, you're talking through stuff in a way that is not one-sided. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm I'm very scared that the special's coming out on YouTube. I'm not gonna lie. It's it feels like feeding myself to sharks. Yeah. But I'm what is your relationship with with uh, the comment section? What's my relationship with them? Yeah. I mean, do you engage? This, do you read? It's the relationship that I have to my family. It's the exact same relationship. Uh-huh. It's like beware, don't do it, and then I always do. Right. It's like don't engage, don't just just stay stable and, and don't engage. And then I always do. I always do. I'm always like in there just fighting with people. I, I'm trying, if I, if you don't see me responding to comments, um, on YouTube and my special, then I've truly reached a new level of, of growth, but (laughs) I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I put a hundred dollars down on the fact that right now that I will be uh, talking to those people. Sure, sure. Sure. So, I mean, y- y- you mentioned this, but uh, so you, you, you do the podcast with, um, your fiance now husband who proposed, right. A, a, like a few days into recording slash quarantine. Yeah. yeah <laughs> was three he, days. was he three. planning that ahead of time or was he like, Hey, we're going to be stuck together. Might as he well. He was planning it. He was planning it ahead of time. I don't, you know, my, it was my birthday when he proposed uh-huh. and, um, it, you know, it wasn't like a, I would love to have one of those stories where it's like, I was so surprised, but I was like, not, you know what I mean? I'm in my thirties. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we had started dating and I was like, Hey, if you don't want to get married, we should just keep it moving. Cause right. I'm going to try to find somebody that wants to get married. And, um, when you are dating in your thirties, there's no like 
it's a business. It's like a business deal. You're both at the end of your, you don't have time for bullshit. And you just, you let them know what you want up top. You tell them, this is what I'm looking for. And then you just get into it. You Mm -hmm. just, just start to build a life together. And it feels a lot like a business partnership in that way. Right. That being said, he did try to make it, he, you know, my husband's like just the sweetest man. And he was like, he tried to put it in this little to-go box. Like we were watching Eternal Sunshine, which is my favorite movie. Mm -hmm. And then he got takeout from this Italian place in LA and put the ring in a little to-go box. And when we were eating dessert, he was like, hey, if you want some sauce for the tiramisu, it's in that little thing. And I was like, they don't put you don't put sauce on tiramisu. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, this this is a ring. <laughs> he was like, can you just please, you know? Yeah. And he was like, "You were you surprised? And I was like, no, not really. I mean, no, but I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Like it doesn't, I don't have to be surprised. Listen, I'm in my 30s. If you want to surprise me, you have to pull out a weapon. That's right. how, <laughs> that's how women in their 30s are. Yeah. Yeah. You know? There is there is a lot of pressure on uh, people to kind of make this grand romantic proposal, and I yeah. do think it comes from that it comes from that time when like people proposed in a way that was like I don't know the person doesn't see it coming like maybe they didn't talk about it where it was just like I don't know man will just propose to you. Well, it comes from a time when getting married was an accomplishment for women, right? And <laughs> yeah, and it's like. That's not what that is anymore. You know what I mean? Getting married is is a nice thing. It's great. And on its own, it's the fact that I found a man who's willing to commit and who wants to and that I love right. is an accomplishment, but it's not it's not an accomplishment in the way that it used to be. You know, it's more of an internal thing. For sure. Me. So yeah, <laughs> I just find the whole the pageantry around it kind of archaic yeah stupid (laughs) right right I just had a friend who got engaged and uh, yeah it was like you know they had they went through the whole thing and it was like a whole setup and all this stuff and it was like that that looks exhausting but I'm happy for you sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah, I was I was listening to a bunch of episodes um, beforehand, and I do love that it it feels like you're still kind of learning shit about one another, including the fact that um, your husband just drank vinegar as a child. I was just listening to that episode, which was so upsetting. <laughs> I have learned so many awful things about his childhood through the podcast, uh-huh. like. Yeah, he drank vinegar. Uh-huh. I, I'm like, he just loved the taste of it and yeah. would just chug it. I'm like, you were a psychopath. That is that is like psychopathic. Psychopath. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, we're, we're getting near the end. And I do want to ask, uh, I haven't gotten hit by a car yet. My internet is still on. Um, so we Thank can talk God. more about the special. Um, what can you say about the special? So you said it's coming out on on YouTube on the the 18th. So I believe mm-hmm. it'll Wednesday be out when people hear this. Yeah, um, it's coming out on the 18th. So it's basically like uh, I talk about everything in my life on it. I talk all of my comedy is very personal. Um, I talk about I talk about COVID. I talk about my reaction to the healthcare heroes. Um, I talk about and and the not the healthcare heroes themselves, but the getting on our rooftops every night and clapping for Uh them. That was, that was a strange period of time that went on for a long, long time. Right. Um, and I remember walking by, uh, I live in Gramercy and I was walking by the hospital Mm -hmm. and there was like those trucks that were the refrigerated truck that were like filled with bodies. And it was around 7 PM. And I heard like, all of a sudden I heard somebody like blasting Billy Joel and like dancing on their roof. And I was like, this it feels fucked up at this right. point. You know what I mean? So it's very personal. It's uh, we shot it in Nashville at Zany's, which is yeah. a fantastic club in Nashville. I've been, and the yeah. audience was great. I wanted the special to feel very much like a real uh, comedy show mm-hmm. where things don't always go as planned. And I, there's moments with the audience where I ask someone if he's having a good time and he says no. <laughs> and I 
<laughs> I was like, let's keep it in. Right. Let's, I want to, I want to keep that moment in there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, I think people will really enjoy it. I, at least I hope they'll enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for it. I hope everybody goes and checks it out. Um, where else can people find you and your work? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, my website, rosebudbaker.com. Everything's Rosebud Baker. Please listen to my podcast with my husband. Mm -hmm. If you are into uh, listening to a straight couple who both seem gay, um, that we both, it's, it's borderline queer baiting, to be honest, how, how gay I sound and how gay he seems. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, we are we're a fun couple and we're uh we do we love to roast each other. And if you're into um a happily married couple who doesn't seem happy about it, that's sure. <laughs> we're right up your alley. Um it's called Find Your Beach on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts mm-hmm. and listen to the special or come watch the special. Yeah. Which will be I'll just I mean, I'm assuming people could just, you know, search your name and they'll find it. Yeah, it's Comedy Central's YouTube channel. So it'll be up on Wednesday on 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Barry, uh, what are we highlighting this week? This week, I wanted to highlight a compiled list of resources for Afghanistan, which includes actions like phone banking, but also places to donate for financial aid. And there's information to learn more about what's happening in Afghanistan. So that list was compiled by Hawa. She's an Afghanistan-American woman. Uh, Her Instagram handle is at H-A period W period A. We'll link to it in our show bio. Um, And if you are looking for a list of resources, we've got one. Nice. Uh, Yes. Uh, All right. Let's get into the TV we've been watching this week. What have you been watching? I watched the first episode of Reservation Dogs, which is a new comedy about a comedy set in a native american reservation mm-hmm. it's really funny it's really good um it i think that taika watiti is one of the executive producers tommy pico who is a friend of the pod because he's on food for thought is one of the writers um jana schmeeding is a guest star in one of the episodes it's really funny so far i'm really liking it um so that's what i started this week what about you? What are you watching? Beautiful. Uh, I'm not really watching anything new. It's still the same. Ted Lasso, Drag Race All-Stars is new every week. Um, yeah. Love it. You know. Uh, what's your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser this week is Lake Michigan. All right. It's a fucking great lake. It's a great lake. Uh, I feel like when I left the Midwest as a kid, I suddenly was bombarded by East Coast and West Coasters being like, oh, the ocean is better. Salt, salt water is better. Your little lake is a tiny little bitch lake. And it's like, you know what? No, you're a tiny little bitch. And okay. Lake Michigan is beautiful and big. And I love to just bounce around in her. Um, it's just been a great time. And I just shout out to Lake Michigan, that fresh water, keeping it fresh, you know, making me happy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? What's your non-TV chaser? I, I'll i actually choose some a rival chaser, wow. which is that I think this past weekend was the first time that I like truly went swimming in the ocean. Really? I don't know if I've ever truly like I've been to beaches before, both in L.A. and New York mm-hmm. that were near that were ocean adjacent yep. <laughs> ocean front <laughs> ocean front beaches but i've never i don't think i've ever truly like got in and swam before oh i mean it's so fun i love i also yeah. love swimming in the ocean i just wanted to shout out swimming in lake michigan no, okay. no you made All your right. choice All right, cool. you made your choice mm-hmm. and that's fine mm-hmm. but mine is better and that is yeah <laughs> i went to the beach with some friends this past weekend here in new york um, Reese Beach, which is like the gay beach. Yep, yep. It's next to an abandoned as- insane asylum, which is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke. It's actually like horrific. <laughs> 
you like if you take pictures facing one direction, there's just like an entire building full of blown out windows and like junk on the ground. It's horrific, but <laughs> that's where the gays got to go. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And it, even though I got horrifically sunburned in a few ill-advised places. Uh, <laughs> but that's it for this week's episode. So thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want more Unhappy Hour shit, and obviously you do, you can head to my Patreon page where you'll get video of bonus Worst Things First stories that were cut from this week's episode, video of our extended guest complainer interview, and an entire separate audio feed of all of the bonus stories every single week. So it's like a second day of Unhappy Hour stuff that you get. You can also buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. And as always, head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y, wherever you get podcasts, hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Arlena Revelo, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. And you can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Dun, 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 dun. Dear Mr. Pocket, no, you have to like put a whole bunch of shit in your throat. Oh, dear Mr. Pocket. <laughs> oh my God.